welcome to Resensitizing with Chelsea Hart. We have Lucy Paul here. Oh my goodness, thank you for having me. Your eyes are so beautiful. I feel like we have the same eyes. <laughs> yeah, your eyes are so green, beautiful. Green, green. Yeah. Have you ever taken a DNA test? I've never taken a DNA so, test. So like green eyes are a recessive gene, you know that? Yes, I do know that. So mm -hmm. I took a DNA test. My dad has blue eyes. Yep. On the DNA test, it said that I have the gene for blue eyes. Oh. Yeah, but in the recessive trait, they became green. Wow, crazy. So like most people with my gene for eyes have blue and then about 20% develop green. What about your mom? My mom has green eyes. Oh, your mom has green eyes? Mm -hmm. Okay, my mom has brown eyes and my dad has blue eyes. Ah. But my, my, my grandma mom, had these eyes. My mom, my mom's dad and my brother all have green eyes. It's like a little family trait. But do you get a lot of people who think they're blue? I get a lot of people who are like, oh, you have beautiful blue eyes. Yeah, I'm sometimes like, have you met me? it depends on the light too. Cause like mm. in certain lights they can look hazel and brown. Or like silver. Have yeah, you ever gotten like that? People, people, it depends on light, depends on how well illuminated it is. But I think it's it like only like, what is it? Like 5% of the world or something has green eyes. Like properly green eyes, yeah. yeah. Not just hazel, but like green. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're very rare. So what have you been up to recently? What have you been? Oh my goodness. I had, um, I did my show for the New York Comedy Festival yesterday, which is Immigrant Jam, a show that I've been running since 2017 mm -hmm. when a certain immigrant, not friendly man was in office. Mm -hmm. um, I did that yesterday. And then the day before I came back from Stockholm where I was for a comic con, I get invited to a lot of comic cons because I do a voice on a popular video game. Oh, okay. What's the video game? It's called Overwatch or now it's called Overwatch 2 uh, because Overwatch 1 has been retired and uh, the sequel uh, just got Have released. you performed in Sweden? I did do comedy there. Yeah. Who and did you, who were you with? Uh, who... You mean who did I reach out to? Yeah. I just I just did like a stand up night. Uh, the Booker was called Laszlo something. I have to look it up, but it was a wild experience because I assumed that it would be like an expat night. No, no, no. It's just, it's just Swedish comics, and then you. Oh my god, you knew this? Yeah, no, that's just like how that's how like a lot of them work. Yeah, I've no, done, so I did that in Bulgaria actually. Oh, I was, okay, I was actually really really impressed. No, that's just that's like how like. But I've done comedy. I feel like in so many different places, and it was always like expat nights. There so are I, expat nights. There's like mixed nights, but then like a lot of the, yeah, a lot of the big nights that you're gonna get on there's right. they're the the mother tongue. Because I had no that's idea. How they get a big decent crowd. Yeah, actually in and Bulgaria the crowd was amazing. Oh yeah, in in Bulgaria, like everyone before me was Bulgarian. Everyone was speaking Bulgarian. Even the person introduced me in Bulgarian. Yeah. Wild. And I got on stage and they didn't miss a beat. No, they didn't miss a beat. I, I mean, I, I was standing there and I was like, oh my God, this is like a one of those nightmares where you wake up and you're like, I was naked on stage and everybody was fucking screaming in Swedish. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, what the hell? I've never- also Somebody was had, naked on stage? No, but oh. it's that <laughs> feeling, you know what I mean? Where yeah. you're like, holy shit, what the fuck is yeah. happening? Because the room was so hot. People were like screaming with laughter. It was such a packed, great yeah, yeah, room. Yeah. And I couldn't fucking gauge what they were laughing at or what yeah, so the vibe was. a very was. dry sense of humor. It's- But then I got up Even there. more dry than the Brits. Yeah, I guess so. They, they, but like you said, they didn't miss a beat. I was so impressed because it's one thing to speak English and it's another thing to be able to laugh at jokes. In I English, mean, most, you know, a lot of Europeans, like twenty-five and younger, 
are all very much conversational in English. That's and they true. all consume American media. I mean, I'm German, right? And okay. I was born there. I grew up here. So I've done a lot of comedy there. But I feel like... German's it, less than Sweden. Uh, yeah, German's less than Sweden. And also, I have to say, I've done a lot of stuff in England and Scotland and some in Ireland too. a minute like it oh yeah no 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 they're switch. very xenophobic i'm sorry they are there's a special there's a special xenophobia they say for americans no i lived there for seven years i lived yeah. there for seven years you did and in it london took, it, uh, yeah in london and yeah. then i literally it took so i started while i was over there and it took me three years of just even getting used to their culture like as much right. as americans and, and brits do both speak english they have like there's nuances within each part of the country yes. that you really, if you want to be a good comedian, you really need to know who you're talking to. Cause it's not like the, so even just one end of Yorkshire is going to be completely different from another end of Yorkshire. <laughs> you know, like I still, I swear to God between Yorkshire and Lancashire, the war with the roses is still going. It's still fucking going. They're like, oh, it was 700 years ago. And they did this. <laughs> that's and good. Yeah. Hey, that's thank a good you. Yorkshire thank, accent. Thank you. But, that, really but that's so true. And also they have so many of their own comedians. So they're they kind of like, all, they, oh, they, you're American. Exactly. No, that's exactly you know? what it is. The, Brit, the British very much do not come to comedy to laugh. They come to comedy to be made to oh, laugh. Yeah. Oh my God. So true. It's like, yeah. you will never but get like that. a cheer I'm so grateful them. I had that though. I'm so grateful yeah, I had that though. It cut my teeth so much. Like, I remember the first three years I lived in England, I was petrified to leave London because London is like New York. It's right. like, you know, you get a bit of a mix. Like, you'll have like, you know, about, you know, 30% of the audience is other European places. And then, you know, another 30% is like really international. And then you get everybody from London. You know, it's like very, very much international. Yeah. So you, you very much in an element where you can say a lot of things that people get the oh, references. Yeah. Whereas when you go to like... <laughs> Oh my God, I did a gig. I've, I've talked about this gig many times. It was the gig of gigs. It was so bad. It was like, I had taken a bus five hours to, what is it, Leeds? Oh, wow. I'd taken a bus five hours for this for this spot in Leeds. Cause I really, I was like pushing myself. Cause like, it's a different experience gigging outside of London than it is gigging mm -hmm. in London. And I was like, well, I'm gonna be a comic. I need to leave London. I need to get used to like real people, ba 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 ba. And I did this gig. We started Leeds, the, uh, the booker of the gig picked me up. And we went to a village called Only. Wow. Only. That's a Which it's supposed to be said Honley. Name. It's supposed oh, okay. to be said Honley, but it's the Yorkshire accent Only. <laughs> um, so we went to this only village. Only two people live here. <laughs> It's so true. <laughs> Only two people, and the sports center is also the mayor's office. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. no, like we're like this. I don't even know. I don't even know how you just describe. It. I think I've just blocked out so much of it. Um, but the the place where we were was like, I guess, like the event center of the dot on the map that we were at. And 150 people were there. This was the thing happening in the village that night. Okay. I was the thing happening and I oh, got on shit. stage. My queer, I was wearing a rainbow shirt. <laughs> I was wearing a rainbow shirt. And they just like, I just like, hey, like with my accent, they're like. Oh no. Just glaring at yeah. me, glaring. Yeah, like um, the record scratch. But in my defense, in my defense, it was a, a shamble of a gig. The the uh, booker was the MC, and he literally mm. got on stage. Like it was, they were still screaming like a lunchroom, like mm. a kid's lunchroom. Like, bah, 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 and he just got on stage like. Bah, bah, bah. 
all right, your first act, not even like any work, just like your first act's coming up and the first, yeah, oh, God. it was bad. It was bad. Ah. So that was so bad. I did not step foot in a single portion of Yorkshire. I was genuinely petrified, but did you ever do Edinburgh? Oh, I've done Edinburgh a few times. Yeah. That, I uh, feel like the Scots can be really tough too. <laughs> I've done Edinburgh four. I did four Edinburghs and. I would say Scots are my favorite audience. I really what? would. What? Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. I would say Scots are my favorite audience. Really? They, yeah. Wow. Uh, there's Scotland's really, really, uh, Scotland's chill. I'll tell you what. I don't know if it's genuinely because of pro progressive values or if they just want to spite England, who's very conservative. <laughs> No, that's true. They, I they're not I, conservative. Like, I, I almost that's feel like I, I just, part of my soul feels like Scottish people vote for Labour just to spite England because they just had <laughs> the conservatives for so long now. They're just like, right, right. Uh, um, but no, they're just like, Scots are switched on. Scots are very switched on. I love it. I've loved, I, you know, Edinburgh... Edinburgh takes everybody's soul. Everybody, Edinburgh kills I everyone. I love Edin Edinburgh. I love it. And I love the audiences there. But whenever... Scottish audience, I was like, oh God, here we go. First of all, they're all fucking drunk. That's the best part. You know, <laughs> my highbrow See, comedy Brits. I just really think I'm just used to Brits. So like you like coming like, yeah, they're all drunk. I was like, <laughs> are they not supposed to be like, cause but I did like comedy. drunk and like, Bleh. I mean, I, I, I had to kick part. out a few it's, people. It's cold take in the mic, man. <laughs> I don't know. Whenever there was like more than 50% of Scots in my audience, it was a fucking mess. I, I, again, like it's maybe it's just because I came up there, but I really like Scots. Like politically, they're very switched on. Yeah, definitely. I dated a Scottish guy for four years. And so I, I delved deep into the Scots men. <laughs> Or vice versa. Or, vi or hey, probably what? actually vice versa and not this way at all. Uh, um, but yeah, so no, I like them. You're right. I do like them. But as audiences, I always was like, oh, Edinburgh God, here is, we oh, go. Okay. But I would say, okay, so Edinburgh is not, Edinburgh is a very odd place. It's, it's, it's the Edinburgh Fringe. So not Edinburgh the city, but Edinburgh Fringe. Very odd place as far as Scottish comedy is concerned. Yeah. I would say like... It doesn't really necessarily represent what it's like to gig in Scotland because there are, that there's the true. stand, the stand yeah. comedy club. Oh, it's like ru ruckus. It's just gorgeous. I was in Glasgow. It was fucking brilliant. I did a joke. Um, do you know what the Glaswegian, the Glasgow kisses where they yes, like yes, yes, headbutt yes, yes. you? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So Glasgow has a bit of a reputation for being rough, right? Um, which is yep. petrifying because I was walking through uh, Buchanan Street in the middle of Glasgow. I couldn't understand anyone. It's like, are we friends? <laughs> Does he like me? He's like, oh, you're right. I was like, okay. He said, all right. He said, all right. You know, I, I, I genuinely can't understand them, but they, they no. were like very excited to see foreigners, like very excited, like, hey, welcome to Glasgow. Like they're very excited. Um, and I did my gig at the stand and I made a joke where I was like, you know, uh, as an American, I find Glasgow a very friendly place because I'd rather get a glass to the face rather than a bullet, you know? Mm -hmm. What, what are they going to do? Like, I'll oh, stitch that shit up. I'll see you next to Like, there's nothing right. to it, you know? And they love that. They, they laughed at that. Yeah. Um, but I love, I love Scotland. They're I love very, Scotland They're politically too. switched on and they know. I they, love Scotland too. It's beautiful too. And the oh people my God. are like so warm and friendly. Scotland's the Audiences. only place. Mm. Scotland's the only place as an Alaskan that I was genuinely. Oh yeah, shit, yeah. you're Alaskan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. So genuinely, Scotland is the only place I've seen as an Alaskan 
in the you know time that I spent away from home, it was the only place. Cause I'm, so, I'm, I'm a, such a snob for, for um, like, just like nature. Me, like, I'm like, wa- like I'm walking around England. I'm just like, what is that? A crink? <laughs> Tried the ocean loser. <laughs> you know, like I just walking around England, like, oh, look at your stupid trees. There's no bears in there. It's stupid and not dangerous. <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> uh, what are you doing? Just walking alive? Dumb. You know, <laughs> right? No, we're going to uh, get some blubber. Right? No, actually, uh, muktuk is only really for native. Muktuk, yes. Muktuk is really only for native people. No, I just, I'm so proud of myself because I was just, I, flo- I flew back from stock home and I was so tired that I couldn't read or watch movies. So I started playing the trivia game mm-hmm. in the fucking plane. <laughs> and one of the questions was, what's muck tuck? Yeah. And I got it right. There's, there's several different types. Um, but uh, generally speaking, uh, Alaska natives have actually had a really uh, painful history with the American government and Russia. I'm sure. And both Russia and America forcefully converted uh, suppressed native traditions, native food, you know, very much superiority complex. And like, there's still now quite rightfully, like not unearned distrust in native communities when it comes to white people or outsiders, like not unearned. Right. So muckduck, um, any, any seal fin, anything, all of that food is specifically like native people gatekeep that because Mm. it's very precious and very like, you know, they worked hard to maintain it. Mm-hmm. So like you would have to be like Elvis Presley to be invited to have that, which they do. They, they People like, you know, if you marry into a family, like you'll be invited to a meal, mm-hmm. but you have to be special in order to be able to share that because it's very sacred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's um, beautiful. Yeah. It's but beautiful Scotland is the only place that like we were driving through Glencoe, Glencoe, Glencoe. Yeah. Glencoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were driving through Glencoe and my little Alaskan heart is spoiled rotten with rivers and mountains. I'm just like, yeah. It's wild. Yeah. It does. It looks like a fucking romantic uh, romance novel. You know, On the, the highlands the, of Scotland. A heart beats fast. It beats for you. Yes, you, lassie. <laughs> But it's gorgeous. It's really, it's just, even it's the train, so even the train, the train, like it, yes. it's the only place I swear to Jesus that has ever made me like double take and like, fuck, that feels like home. Yeah. It's really, but it is yeah, really Scots beautiful. are very politically switched on. And then the thing that I like about that is that you can, you can do, you know, highbrow stuff you can do like political punches and stuff and and they'll get the dark they'll get the dark humor they 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 love dark they they like taking the mick they they very politically switched on but they really love a good piss take they really really (laughs) they really i i genuinely but um no brits i remember uh it took me about three years to really tap into british culture the nuances and the way to connect to people on an emotional level like Mm. as a comedian you need to tap into people's feel good oh yeah you know make people feel good Mm. people want to feel good they want like they look at you they want to feel good they want to have a good time right and to do that you really have to get into their minds and see them and see like you know it took me about three years to do that and i remember i have you you were you in the midlands no, uh, Midlands, Midlands. Have I been to the Midlands? Birmingham, Nottingham, I've middle of the country. I've been to, no, I've never been to Birmingham. So no, like nothing, Liverpool like and Midlander, Manchester. Midlanders no. are an odd bunch. I've, I've always had very, like, like 
I've actually had a few really nice gigs there, but I've also had like really like, I don't know how that gig made me feel kind of gigs. <laughs> like it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. I was just like, it was there, you know? Um, and I remember three years in, um, I went to uh, host uh, a Britain's Got Talent audition mm. in a huge, like terrible room for comedy, huge ass, like gym space. Mm -hmm. It was terrible for comedy. And I was hosting that and I was just taking the mic in, like talking to the audience and like, by the end of the show, they were like, bring back Chelsea. Bring back Chelsea. And I was like, that's right. That's my favorite. I felt so, I felt like a king. Because I, like, I genuinely, it's so hard to gig in rural England when you're yeah. American because it's very different mentality. Yes. And when I'd finally tapped in, I was like, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And then when they love you, they really love you there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They properly, like. It's like Catherine Ryan. They very much embraced her as a Canadian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's she's uh, sassy. Yeah, of course. Very. But she's I, dark but as shit. It took her a while to break yeah, through. There's a culture. There's a culture. Oh, yeah, for and sure. And nuances to tap into that. Like, Absolutely. From the outside looking in, I just think a lot of Americans don't. like Amer First of all, Americans don't even know what real English people sound like. They all think they're Hugh Grant. <laughs> yeah. They all or think, Dick Van Dyke. Uh, yeah, oh, whatever that was. Um, <laughs> no, but like, Hello, governor. Yeah, like Americans don't even know what English people really sound like. Like you, you'll get the Anne Hathaways of the world playing English people in movies. Right. Like I've never, I never liked her English accent. I don't think she sounds English. <laughs> no, I don't think anybody thinks she sounds English. But then again, when British people do the American accent, they always overpronounce everything. Have you ever noticed Kate Winslet talk American? That's what all the Brits do when they do American accents. But then you get it's people like Christian like Bale. Oh, people forget. He, but he's like a fucking, he can do anything. I know, but that you get him where it's like, people don't even realize he's Welsh. But he actually grew up in LA most of his life. He was born in Wales, but went to, I think started living in LA when he was like nine or something. Ewan McGregor. So it doesn't really count. You get, you get the Ewan, has Ewan McGregor, Ewan McGregor does American accents, doesn't he? I, I'm sure, of course, they all do. But you see- the Scots do the erotic R, the yeah. erotic R. Mm -hmm. So I think it's probably easier for them to do it because Brits, like they do that. Oh. Yeah. So I think, I think maybe, oh. maybe for Scots, it's probably easier to do American accents because they naturally do the erotic the R a right, lot right, more. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. That's true. That's true. And so what, how did you get there? Why, I, just, why like, did you get I, there? I was 21. <sighs> so you just got back recently, a couple of years ago, basically. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be 30 tomorrow. Yeah. So if you were there for seven years. Yeah. I just got back like a year ago. Yeah. A little bit wow. over a year ago. Um, I remember walking through, uh, New York the first three months I was here. Just like, why is everybody yelling? Yeah. That, this is so true. It's so funny that you say that because I've just had this thing. I grew up here, but recently I'm like, can people stop yelling? Like, especially at the airport. They're just American. It's the in America, everybody fucking yells. It's crazy, especially at airports. You go to an airport somewhere else, people are like, "Oh, can you put your shoes in the thing?" You come here, they're like, "Put your fucking shoes in the thing and get over there." And you're like, "What the fuck? You'd be Why are you so, yelling?" You'd be so hard pressed in England to find anyone raising their voice. No, they don't. You'd be um, so hard pressed. Yeah. Uh, it's so funny because it's like be recently, I, I don't know why, maybe because I'm getting older, I'm like so over this yelling. Although I grew up here and uh, I yell at people too, if they're <laughs> my way. <laughs> I yelled at a guy on the train. 
today coming up here. I was so fed up with this man spreading. I, I honestly, I'm a small person. I'm five one. I weigh like 102 pounds. You know what I mean? I don't need a lot of room, mm. but dude, man, come on. I, I, I was like, can I have a little bit of room? I was like, a little bit of room would be nice. And then I said, I thought we were done with this fucking man spreading. And all the women in the, in the car looked at me and smiled. I was like, yeah. They sit like they legislate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You, I mean, like, you don't need that much room. This yeah. is proven. You don't need it. You know, now you're just being rude. So I guess I yell at people too. I'm guilty. I, I, but I didn't raise my voice. I just said, what the fuck? I thought we were done with this fucking man spreading. Speaking of legislators, yesterday at my hookah place, I fucking ran into a guy that was talking about the red wave. Yeah, baby, red wave in my fucking hookah place. Well, joke's on him. Yeah, and also <laughs> the way, so like I was, he was like saying, it's like, yeah, I want lower taxes. Like you realize like people are going to die from, he's, <sighs> and I, I, I told him, I was like, you think it's funny that people are going to try and give themselves, he's, oh, he asked me, what are people going to give themselves abortion via hanger? I was like, okay. yeah, yeah. He's like, ha 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 good. Like, like laugh. I was so angry. Was so angry. I mean, yeah, those people. It's just like I don't even know if it if it you, makes sense to argue with them or not. It's I feel like so the, sad, and the taxing is so stupid. It's not real. No one's getting lower taxes if you vote Republican. Yeah, that doesn't also, happen. Also, taxes Ever. pay for infrastructure. Exactly. Well, they should. Unfortunately, in this country, they don't as much as they should. But but yes, they absolutely should. Yeah, like I, um, I just, I was so, I, I was livid and I'm just, the way, the way people talk about abortion though, like across the political spectrum yeah. is still pretty misogynistic. Oh yeah, of course. Absolutely. It's, it's really inherent. It, it, they, they use it for a political game. Both sides use it for a political I also ploy. have a problem though with men who say, you know, I don't want a say in, um, what women decide over uh, to do with their bodies. I don't, what I have a problem with is like, no, you should also want to be involved. Yeah, because you're the it, only one they listen to, motherfucker. It, but also- It, it just it, feels like, it just feels like, like washing your hands. Two, you yeah, know I what just I mean? Feel like, I just, exactly. I feel it's like, like they're washing just washing their hands. Hand, your hands. And, and you should, it shouldn't be, you know, that's why I don't want to be involved in a woman's decision. No, you should actively also fight yeah. for- a person's right to choose whatever they want to choose to do with their body, right? Right. And it's not because it doesn't end at abortion. I think it's so. There's also trans rights. Like I really, well, yeah. I wish, I fucking wish that trans people being murdered in cold blood made the news nearly half as much as just trans people existing made the news. I mean, I think that the, the whole They hate the us when problem, we live, they love us when we die. The problem is, is that it doesn't end there and it's it's a bigger issue, you know? Once you take those rights, yeah, where does it go next, you know? So it is something that I, th I think sometimes men go, well, you know, this is not, I'm not a woman, so I shouldn't say anything about this. But, you know, it's that ally question, right? No, yeah. you should. You should have a voice. You should have an opinion. You have more, and they they have, people pay attention to them much more than they do us. We're always accused. I mean, hopefully that's changing now a bit, but at least fucking Lee Zeldin is out the door. Who was that guy? <laughs> 
He was running for governor. Would have yeah. been pretty bad if he would have won. No, I remember. I remember he's running yeah. for governor, but I don't even know who he is. He's a fucking politician. You know, he's a politician that I'd never heard of him before. Uh, maybe half a year ago. Mm. I don't know like where he came from, mm. but you know, he's a politician that they just decided would be the guy who could get it done. But you know, it's interesting because almost all the candidates that Trump backed lost. Oh. He backed like 300 candidates and they, they, most of them didn't do well. Oh, thank God. So, you know, I think that, um, and then whenever, wherever abortion was on the ballot, people supported it. So, you know, that's the problem with what's going on. It's like a minority rule, really. Mm. You know, it's Crazy not the majority. People. The majority doesn't want any of this stuff. So, but then the, and then with the crime, they talk about like, oh, we have to be safe. Crime is actually down. Like if you look at all the statistics, crime is down on a national level. Crime is down on it, like New York City level. It's yeah, all the subway stabbings and all the subway shit is in the news all the time. And I agree, the city is scarier than it used to be. But that's like across the board, the pandemic mm. like fucked a lot of shit up. You yeah, know, created a lot of destitution so. and destitution leads to, you know, gang violence or. Yeah. Yeah. And mental illness. Yeah. The one thing too, though, like the one thing that like really bothers me about the left right now is that they're still flirting with Iran's government. I mean, the left, I think the problem with the left is that they're not the left anymore. Mm. They're, they're Neo, what Republicans neoliberal. were. Neoliberal. Yeah. They're what Republicans were 20 years ago mm. and Republicans are. Oh. Far right, you know. I said this a while ago. The, the saddest part about American politics is that what Americans consider progressive values today were the progressive values of Europe's 1970s. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Or even before the <laughs> 1950s. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like in, in the UK, the drafted legislation to enshrine abortion as a right in the UK was in 1967. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 1967. Yeah, it's really bad. I mean, you know, all the, there. I mean, like, once you start on that, there's so much. The arms deals, like, who they're selling weapons to, you know, like, Saudi Arabia, Iran, like, all that shit is, like, there's, like, the, like, huge glaring headline of hypocrisy, mm. you know? So, and then, and then, yeah, you can get into, you know, the why how the the people that are in power in these countries are even got into power america has their fingers in everything oh, the you know supreme leader of iran the west is the one that like put him in power of course but that's all in all those countries i mean look at what happened with iraq look at all all those countries america is guilty across the board and that's why putin for example who of course obviously i don't support him but you know, he says, you know, he basically is using America's blueprint. He's he's not doing anything that America hasn't done before, which doesn't mean it's right. Of course, yeah. it's awful and horrible and he's a piece of shit, but he's using America's blueprint, you know, and from his position in a way, you know, it makes sense that he's saying, you know, they're imperialistic. But that's, oh my God, there's like, shit. there's a whole side to like, like the East, that use America's imperialist tendencies as a justification for their own human rights abuses. Or as a blueprint. 
yeah. or as a as and a model they, they for pretend them. to be like the antithesis to american imperialism so another one thing i've seen a lot in leftist dialogue these days is the romanticization of hamas like they're always because you know we don't like israeli policy you name it the other guy is like it's it's this weird football game so one guy we don't like it's like it must be the other guy no so in 2021, May 2021, that big, big uh, war that broke out for like a week and a half, right? Do you know yeah. what the leaders of Hamas did? They went on fucking vacation <laughs> yeah. to Qatar. They were yeah, seen whining and dining with the king of Qatar while Palestinians were fucking picking food out of bins. And these leftists are like, oh, Hamas is just a colonizer. No, they all drive Ferraris while Palestinians are fucking picking their meals out of fucking rubble. I think that you're absolutely right. It's not as simple as that. You know, and their leaders are also guilty. Absolutely. 100% of keeping it going as well because oh, yeah. there have the, the been Palestinian opportunities to have so borders. And Hamas is funded by Iran. They, they, yeah. they their entire, their entire, like, it's basically, you know, we talk about, you know, Afghanistan, basically. Um, you know, Americans are very, very callous when it comes to what happened in Afghanistan. Oh, we were there for 20 years. We didn't fix anything. It's like the amount of money the American government spent in Afghanistan, given Afghanistan's yearly GDP would have bought three Afghanistans because we weren't, we were like, we spent money there for them to purchase our weapons and it went back to us. Yeah, absolutely. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing with the Palestinian authority and Hamas. Both of them thrive maintaining where they make their money yeah. off of the suffering of Palestinians. 100%. Yeah, it's totally right. But, you know, it's um, people don't really, I think most people don't, it's everybody, people are so emotional, not only when it comes to Israel, Palestine, when it comes to Republican Democrat, when it comes to, you know, it's all about emotion. It's all about fear and like these facts that you're yeah. t you talk about, the information, people aren't really even able to absorb that because, because they they're, want their football they're so teams. emotional and they're so emotional, you know, and there's so much fear and there's so much fear of losing the status quo. And also the, I think in this country, there's a lot of fear of actually looking at those facts and, and then not being able to stand there and go America's the greatest anymore because- It never really was. No, but for a lot of people here, it is, you know, and, and so they kind of willfully ignore all that. And, and, you know, as an immigrant and, you know, I, I do a lot of stuff around immigration and, and with immigrants, it is still a country where people have opportunity and freedom mm. and, you know, and are able to live more freely than yeah. maybe in their home countries. So all of that, the, the problem I think is that people can't uh, stand like um, contra like th things coexisting that contradict each other. You know what I mean? People don't want that. People mm. can't have that. And, uh, can't and nuance, you know? People can't hold two ideas in their head. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I mean, it is hard. It does make you, it is, it, it's very hard to like walk around this country and mm. this city and constantly be like, fuck, you know, the reason why I'm here and I'm able to do what I do and walk on in the shoes that I walk in is because other people have been exploited. Oh yeah. Oh my God. The you way, know? the way people romanticize the homesteaders of like the West. I was like, yeah, they went to go and just chart the unknown. No, it wasn't unknown. There was people there. Yeah. It was very it's known. Hard. It's it hard. was very known. It's like, see, I've seen like so many, there's this one illustration I'm seeing of like homesteaders where they're like in their caravans and there's a fucking angel. Like they draw an angel above them. 
as they go to genocide people? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm laughing because it's so absurd. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of, you know, the world. We're no better either. You know, I mean, maybe we're a little more enlightened or, or informed, but everybody kind of um, is trying to just, I guess, cope. I feel like, in a way, I feel like access you know? to so much information without any sort of fact checking by the mass populace is actually really dangerous. It's, I've seen it on TikTok. I just feel like TikTok has killed call out culture. Oh, interesting. What do you mean? Like call out culture as in like, okay, there's an actor who's like a rapist, yeah. Harvey Weinstein, this producer that's a rapist. Right. We all, the only reason he's gone is because the world started the Me Too movement and right. Hollywood couldn't ignore it. That was powerful. Now he's gone. Right. right. Ezra Miller, they are like notorious for grooming children. Right. And children of color specifically. Yeah. And the only reason it got any traction is because people were outraged. Right. Right. TikTok, 30 second videos, just swiping mindlessly. You see that video? You don't double check it. This person mm. could be saying anything anything oh okay now i understand what yeah. you mean right 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 okay okay Be now there's so much of it that it the like real there's, shit is getting yeah kind of muddled. there's no fact checking there's no okay, fact checking it, people are just it. emotionally driven mm. to believe whatever whatever like confirms whatever they want to believe in whatever like oh i saw this piece of, it confirms what i already believe mm -hmm. you know it's like an echo chamber yeah yeah yeah, right. yeah and i yeah, just yeah. feel like tiktok has emboldened that Mm, interesting. I heard this whole report about how the White House had like a special press day for TikTokers. For, <laughs> yeah, I know. Wild. They had, they invited like the 20 or 30 or 15 or 50, whatever, biggest news TikTokers, because apparently according to some statistics, oh, yeah. I, I don't know the exact percentage, but some you know, exorbitant percentage of Americans consume, under the age. Yeah. Consume, consume their media news, via social media. Yeah. Consume their news via, via social media. Exactly. And so they're like, all right, what can we do? We can't ignore this. We have to have these people here. And they got like a special press briefing on like the agenda for the next coming months and everything. Oh, yeah. And then it's there was so this, true. It, it's absolutely true. And it was interesting because then they had some, you know, journalists talk about it and they were like, okay, yeah, this is good. But at the same time, it's also, and it's a little bit what you're saying as well. They were like, you know, what happens if now news are, um, you know, interpreted or relayed by people who don't have any journalism training and who don't have the training to fact check, to, you know, make sure that the information they put out there has reliable sources. I mean, like, that's what Trump does. What happens now? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's like what he's normalized. Yeah. No, that's, that's true. I that's, mean, he, that, that was like the, his whole the, thing. the most genius thing that Bannon or whoever ever came up with was this fake news shit because anything can be fake news and anything can be real news and mm. you don't know what the fuck is fake news or real news anymore and exactly. it's just like whatever exactly you know anything goes basically no people yeah. and people people can accuse you of anything if you if like for me like i make videos that's true you know i'll get people in my comments accusing me of anything like oh you said this but you didn't say that do you approve of this then right 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 yeah like, i mean do you still read the comments though because um, I just stopped. Um, they they pop, so when recently. I check my notifications, some of them pop, pop up. up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, people are wild. People on the internet the people like are wild. like people have stalked my family. Oh my god! What? Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Like <laughs> how? Like how did they find them? <laughs> that's the fucking question. I'm about yeah, anyway. 
Wow, that's horrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's really bad. So, like, written them emails and stuff. I mean, that's like a whole, like, Alex Jones is some thing. shit. Yeah. It's, it gets in, and I think the other, I think the next manifestation of our society, because I personally believe call out culture has served a purpose that needs to stay. Mm-hmm. Like, Iranians right now are literally dying for the right to call out. Yeah. L- literally going against the military to have what Americans take for granted and throw yeah, around yeah. like it's nothing. Oh, yeah. You know, having this liberty, Americans just, are, they just don't realize what they have and they take it for granted and they do whatever they do. They t- treat it irresponsibly. Right. So I think that I, th- I just, I feel like the next manifestation of our culture in regards to the fact that we need to keep call out culture going, I feel like we're moving towards a position where we need to also start calling out like extremist like unproductive clout chasing just at the expense of like causing harm to someone Mm. you know causing harm it's different like okay if a business you know is showing racist behavior exposing that business that's not that's not that's not gonna cause harm to that person if that person's getting threats if that person's getting stalked now Mm. how are they gonna okay as much as i as much as i like calling out trolls like yeah not trolls but just like stalkers like right like okay so if like if a business is you know anti-trans or anti-lgbt for instance and they're like really transphobic exposing them is not necessarily harmful to them because they're already harmful they're already like Mm -hmm. exposing them like this is what you did right why are you crying now that we like you were so proud of it two seconds ago yeah so like instead of it going on corporations uh, going after individuals even if they're not public people you mean like holding people accountable holding for people the things that for the they things say. that they do the businesses well, that they do yeah and then, that's and the then whole, but the thing whole is reason why people do what they do because they're not accountable and then when we hold them accountable but the thing is it goes beyond that it always goes beyond that and people people make it so real so fast and I'm just saying, like, if somebody's being transphobic or queerphobic or or violent to the community, how are they going to go forward and not do that anymore mm. if they have people, like, trying to dox their families, if mm-hmm. they have people trying to, like, like mm-hmm. send people after their moms, right. you know? Yeah. And that's where it goes. That's where it goes. It's, like, I'm sorry. Like, stalking white people isn't going to make them learn about racism, stalking their mom their little teeny like old mom how's how how is that gonna teach them to be nice yeah i mean it only makes them defensive it only makes them defensive i think you have a point that there's that the internet world the online world has become such a real Mm -hmm. (laughs) place that there are new sort of laws or you know protections need to we be have to catch kind up. of for, yeah but also culturally yeah also culturally we can't ignore how real the internet gets because a lot of people like oh yeah. it's just the internet it was like you know what's on the internet people's addresses yeah of course no and that's i mean that was that was the whole thing now with that alex jones case you know with the sandy hook um shootings that where he you know he really destroyed people's lives and Mm. he's been sentenced to you know pay back all this money he doesn't have it but (laughs) you're absolutely right what about uh, and that's just him but he unleashed like a mob of people Mm. on these parents and it happens on the left too 
sure. But he unleashed a mob on these parents that like went after them and threw rocks into their windows and like shot at them and harassed them mm. and left messages on their mm. answering machines or fucking voicemails. Uh, um, and, you know, like fucking like terrorized them. Huh. And, and he is being punished, but those people aren't. So yeah, I think you're right. There's something does need to happen where, because the minute, there's accountability there. The minute there are rules, people will not act like that anymore because in real life, they don't do it because they know they'll go to jail. Yeah. You know? In real life. So if they follow you home or fucking throw something in your window. So. How, how like, yeah, like it's just, it's, that's the next manifestation of our society. I think is like realizing how real people make it. And it's across the like. Alex Jones is on the far right, but it also happens where people just feel entitled to terrorize people. Totally. Because like they've done on something the wrong. They, because they've done something wrong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They've done something wrong. They've done something wrong. Expose them. Like, like, you know, discrimination on the basis of gender is, is a crime. If they've committed a crime, expose them. But I don't know how it teaches them anything to then terrorize like 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 you deserve this just because you did this wrong thing how are they going to learn to because here's the thing everyone lives past mistakes everyone mistakes yeah. happen and you have a life after that so we can we can hold this mistake accountable we can hold we can hold this mistake in the limelight and say this is what you did but i'm sorry you, you people aren't going to stop being alive after the mistake and that's the problem that like a lot of extremists have is like they should just you should never see the light of day again because you made a mistake as big as the mistake might be as horrible as the mistake might be it's much more constructive to like we had this mistake you really need to be blasted for this because this is violent to community like what trans people have one of the highest suicide rates in the country they experience some of the most violent um uh rates of murder in the country you've harmed a community that's already being harmed this is dangerous but how are we people people there's a life after that do you want them to just like resent the left do you want them to just resent progressive values because they 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 did this thing they were very very terrible they still have to live after that would you like them to just go and be transphobic for the rest of their days or would you like them to be uh construct like be, have a constructive conversation where they can unlearn and have a human conversation and humanize trans people so that they who were an extremist can maybe go talk to their friends because here's this is the thing that i yeah the, and, I'm, the hope. I, and i'm guilty of this i feel like the left they sit in New York and LA and they just dog on small town people. They just dog like there's like, there's a, there's a community aspect to these extremist circles that I don't think the left really understands. I grew up in Alaska, very evangelical. Right. Mm -hmm. And I left the church and then I came to England. Right. And I left the church because it, I, I always felt pressure to be someone I'm not. I wasn't, I never really felt comfortable in the gender roles. I never really felt comfortable in this very heteronormative space. I felt very incomplete all the time. And I really, 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 really hated myself. And I left Alaska because if I hadn't left Alaska, the commute, like I grew up in the church. That's my universe. That's the way I perceive reality. Until I was like 19, I really thought that there was a heaven and hell. Mm-hmm. And that was like, that's like my whole world. And I didn't have any extra family. So all this church became my de facto uncles and aunts. The only mm -hmm. people that love me, the only people I love, the only people in my world, my only community. And I'm a human being with emotional needs. And this community sees to those needs in the reality that I understand. 
And when I unlearned that reality, I had to step away and make a new one because there's that emotional pull. This when there's nothing else in that town, church becomes the whole thing. Right. And mm-hmm. that's what I think. That's what I think the left doesn't really understand about like why these extremists come from all these small towns is because there is no one doing the work underneath. There's no one going into this space and creating a dialogue that they can understand. You know, they just see this punitive measures. It's like, again, there, there's a mistake and there's a life after that mistake. Do you just want to keep like, like decapitate them? <laughs> like, do you want to just chop off their heads? Yeah. I mean, I think that's what they do want. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. When there's a mistake or even just harm, even like intentional harm, there's still a life people lead after that. Do you just want them to then resent progressive values and go on their life because they don't understand, they don't... They, like, I wouldn't have understand understood a lot of progressive values maybe growing up. Do you want to just scream at them in words they don't understand and make them resent you more? Or do you want to have people working in this community to deconstruct the reality they understand? That's where I think the left falls short. They, under, they underestimate this community pressure, the emotional toll of living in a small town. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. I mean, what was it? The what did uh, Hillary Clinton say? The what's the word she used? The deplorables. That's what she used. That word, um, right? That's that kind of arrogance. Kind of, I think what you're describing, um, which comes out of like ignorance or yeah. not knowing. But yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, People still live lives after they've done wrong things. Yeah, absolutely. I do you mean, want them to just keep doing it because they're like, now nah, I'm going to do it on purpose. I think that a lot, you see a lot of that. At the same time, you know, there's there's a few comedians actually that have kind of like flipped over to the um, like alt-right Oh, fuck, Russell Brand. You know? He got um, really weird anti-vax. <laughs> so is there's this weird, there's this weird granola But not pipeline. even the successful ones. Like, let's leave the successful ones out of the picture because they kind of can do whatever the fuck they there's want. There's a weird granola pipeline to anti-vax. It's so weird. There's like a weird yoga granola pipeline to like vax misinformation it's so weird but like the ones that aren't that were like trying to make it and stuff and then had this experience of like you know maybe not getting as much interest because they were white male Mm -hmm. you know cisgendered and everything um and then kind of became angry and found that there was no room for them and then you know are now kind of in this alt-right space where it's that kind of an echo chamber where it's all oh, all God. about the like complaining about that, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I th- I think that it it's it's because it, the the point is and what you described for me, what I hear is that you know it's about ignorance. It's ignorance. There's ignorance exists on the left and the right. Or willful you know? delusion, even even yeah, if it's willful, even if it's willful. But the problem is that like that it's so divided and everything. For me, the biggest problem is everything's politicized right now everything is politicized. There is mm-hmm. no one thing. When a child dies, we can't even fucking agree. Or when mm-hmm. fucking Will Smith slaps Chris Rock, we can't even agree that violence sucks. You know what I mean? Whatever you think of, if it like he had a right to be angry or not, like we can't even agree on that. Like we like 
everything is so divided. Everything is so politicized. Everything immediately means that you're not on this side and you're against oh these God. people. And oh like God. nuance is like a fucking curse word. Like you're not allowed to have like uh, ambivalent opinions or nuanced opinions or be unclear about something or or want to learn about something mm. or say, or you know what? Openly, yeah, like admit I'm your faults, sure. admit your shortcomings. Exactly. Yes, everybody I'm needs to know sure everything all the time to speak. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Like, you know what? This is a hard thing. Like, okay, I'm in my late thirties. I didn't grow up with people being a non-binary. So if you tell me you're non-binary, maybe I'll make the mistake of calling you the wrong pronoun mm. once or twice while I learn this new yeah. language yeah. that like we're speaking now. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's okay. Like, it's okay. Like, yeah. We and have non-binary to, like, people are not like, I, I also feel like the right wing makes something out of it. So I'm non-binary and like, I just feel like the right wing make something out of non-binary people that non-binary people do not make out of themselves. Literally non-binary people because just want to live. everything's politicized. Literally, yeah. all I want to do is live. And like, yeah, I'll say course. I'm non-binary. It's like, oh, what does that mean? I don't understand. It's like, I'm sorry. Do you ever do that to anybody else? Like, I'm just like, who are you? <laughs> tell me everything. Like, do you do that? Do you just walk around the world? Just like, <laughs> tell me everything. Like, do you do that to everyone else? No, you only do that to non-binary people. That means you're like, you're like obsessed with us. You don't walk around mm. the world asking the intimate details of every human being you meet. That's true. Like you don't need, you don't need to know their stories to treat them like a human. All I am is I'm here and I'm, I mean, you no harm. Yeah, that's true. At the same time, I'm going to say, I think it's also okay for curiosity to be there. That doesn't necessarily have to mean that it's um, something to kind of like, you know, uh, exot exoticize. Is that a word? Exoticize. Yeah. Fetishize. Fetishize. Exactly. I think that it's okay also to be like, oh, I don't know what that like I I, just I can't people. wrap my head around yeah. it you yeah. know like can I learn about it you know is it okay to learn about it is it okay to say like oh I I've never met like for example I'm Jewish and you know I grew up in New York and here you grow up if you're Jewish thinking like oh yeah there's Jews everywhere all the time <laughs> Uh, what is it? Everywhere, all the time, all at once or whatever that movie was called, you know, but it's, that's not the case. It's only LA, New York, Israel. And like, that's yeah. it, you know, yeah. in other places, there's not a lot of Jews because there's not a lot of Jews in general. So if I meet someone and they're like, oh my God, I've never met, like, what, what does that mean? You know? It's okay for me to be like, oh, okay, yeah. Like, I don't feel like you're, uh, unless you're, you say something anti-Semitic, but okay, I also am excited to tell you about it and teach you about yeah. it, you know? Uh, the Like, three days ago, I was sitting at a table with someone and I said, we were talking about being, like, proud of being where we're from, uh, being proud of where we're from or something like that. No, I said something like, I was just making small talk. I was like, well, I'm, I'm German. So I guess like eh, national pride is not like that big of a thing for us. Yeah. And then he, he said, well, after everything after that happened after 1945, you can be proud of. And I said, you know what? I shouldn't even be in this conversation because I'm Jewish. So I'm just going to take myself out of this. And he goes, well, you know what? You can be way more proud of being German right now than Jewish with what's going on in Israel. Oh, Jesus. And I was Christ. like, Okay. And for a moment, I was like, what I wanted to do was like, you fucking anti-Semitic piece of shit, go fuck oh, yeah. yourself. But I actually was super proud of myself because what I did was I said, you know what? That's something that a lot of people say right now. 
use as an excuse for anti-Semitism. Yeah, use it as an excuse to equate to Jews yeah. with Israel, Israel and what's going on with Israel. Or the politics are completely separate. Exactly. Is an excuse for anti-Semitism. And I just want yeah. you to know that that's what you just said. Yeah. And it was great because he was like, uh, Oh, I I didn't mean that, and uh, and I still thought he was an anti. Oh no, it's sure. right. You but know, it but just, it, it morphs. Gave him- it morphs with every political need. Like whether or not Israel existed, anti-Semitism would still. Of like, course, yeah. absolutely. But at least I mean that in that context, I I walked away and I felt good because even though I still saw him the next day and and when I looked at him, I was like he's anti-Semitic. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? I gave him an opportunity to learn and maybe he will have realized something. And it maybe. was much better than than saying, you fucking piece of shit anti-Semite. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So in that sense, I think you're right. Like, yeah, that whole, the you know, there's a lot of the, the, the cancel culture or call out culture. You know, there's, there's people that just, politicize everything and there's mm. no more opportunity and th- there's to learn. No nuance. Like for yeah, instance, like nuance. Israel's most recent election, I don't know if you watched it, but like uh Itamar uh Ben Gvir and uh Bezalel uh I can't remember his last name. I'm just gonna say Schmendrick. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, um, for the non-Jews, that means jerk in Yiddish. Um, but uh, no, so these two guys, what's so wild to me is what Americans who are like this, 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 and this about Israel, what they don't understand is that these two men, if they respected Jews in the diaspora, these two men would not have a leg to stand on because it's no coincidence that the most far-right extremist violent government that Israel's probably had in its history follows the last two most anti violently anti-Semitic genocidal like there's you know you've seen people give speeches like targeting Jews like in like mainstream organizations it's no wonder that that was followed by that and what they don't understand is that they create that yeah. Yeah. Netanyahu's I mean, it's the a, crisis man. It's a, it's a huge subject and it's complicated. And, you know, if, even if you look at like the, I just watched a really interesting documentary about Hasidic Jews and, um, and, you know, the way that they live, you know, especially here in New York and how insular they are oh, yeah, and how yeah. a lot of women. They're terrified. They're terrified. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. that's a, that's because of the Holocaust. That's and it's, also, why it's not even just the Holocaust. The way they live. So like I have a know? friend in Moscow who's a uh, Haredi, you know, he's got his, uh, I can't remember the, the, the curlies. What are they called again? Payas. Payos, thank you. So he's got, he's got, you know, very Jewish. His name's Abraham. <laughs> um, and he wears, you know, every time he se- he has this nice hat, he's got a suit. Every time he steps out of his uh, community in Moscow, he's beat up, spat on, because he's, he's Jewish. And his whole community experiences that. And when we became friends, he literally, like, they didn't want him to be friends with me because I'm an outsider. They're, no, 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 this person's going to betray us. They're going to betray yeah, us. Right. And he literally, on my behalf, talk to this community like no this person's my friend this person's my friend this person like we can we can accept them like they're not going to do anything they they you know and it's true like I like you know we became buddies and stuff but it, he literally had to like on my behalf like convince his community that wasn't I wasn't going to do anything because mm. that's just how much stuff is done to them mm-hmm. and every time there's like an attack they always take the first like 
blow like it's always them yeah and people don't people don't realize that about them like they think it's a snooty thing it's a fear thing yeah 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 it's like oh they, they don't integrate like they've tried that was the holocaust motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> they tried to integrate and it didn't fucking work did it <laughs> right like people are like oh they don't they, oh, they're just so separate it's like yeah it's almost as if you did that you know right yeah, I mean, the bottom line is since probably the beginning of all time, people have always been afraid of things that they don't know. Minorities. Yeah. Yeah, things that are different, things that they don't know. And it's an interesting thing. It's, you know, that's nothing new. But I think now we're in a time where it's like all pretty fucking weird with the internet and technology and all this stuff, all the like stuff that we've made and and um, that's at our fingertips and the way that, you know, everything's globalized and everything's kind of like open and and everybody can see what everybody's doing. And, mm -hmm. you know, the fact that we, that, you know, we know what's going on in Iran the way that we do, you know, is also a relatively new thing in the last, you know, two, three. Oh, especially, you know. especially in regards to Iran's protest. Because, right, exactly. You the know, the way information spreads mm. and, and yeah, it's, it's a weird because time. I think a lot of people actually don't realize this about Iran. Iran is like protested consistently under yeah. this regime. Right. All the time. The 1999, 2019, all the time. And it used to be very different in Iran. Yeah. You know, 20 years ago it was very, very different. Yeah. Like there 40. Was, well, I mean, like, there was like some reforms done under the next Supreme Leader, but like not much. But I mean, this this level of um, restriction on women is this, this started after the regime in in seventy nine, right? Okay, so we're in two thousand twenty. Yeah, I'm still in the year two thousand. Yeah, <laughs> the year two thousand. I'll never let it go. That's not a song. I'm making yeah. it up. Oh God, there's some, yeah. I really, I have like a, I've been so uh, emotionally drained the last few days, but there's like a whole slew of videos I want to do about like the crazy shit that this regime did to like suppress Iranian culture. Do you know, so this is actually another thing that people don't realize and I'm going to make a video about it. So not just the hijab thing. That's like one, that was, that was, that was the spark on, on, on the Tinder. That was just, that was the spark on the little, on the fire starter. Oh, okay, I was like Tinder. No, what no, no. The Tinder, Tinder the Tinder, the Tinder. Yeah, yeah. Not, <laughs> but the the, the, the yeah. you have the fire what Tinder actually is. <laughs> um, right. um, but yeah, no. This regime actually like half of Iran does not speak uh, like Farsi as a mother tongue. Mm. Half. So there's like Azeri, which is like on the border with Azerbaijan. This like mm. they have a lot of Turks because the Turks actually came from Central Asia through mm. Iran before they settled in Turkey. Kurds, yeah, Kurds. Baloch lures are mm. actually really interesting. There's a I've been looking into their history as well because it's very fascinating. It's actually like predates, it's it's theorized that their history there actually predates Persia in that area of Iran. Mm. Yeah, it's really interesting. interesting. But half of Iran doesn't, Persia's not their mother tongue mm. and their languages are outlawed. Kurdish people are consistently mm -hmm. like jailed. Oh yeah. Yeah, for, for teaching it. Yeah, yeah, you should have, you should, do you know Chansu Karabayik? She's a Kurdish, she's a comedian who um, moved to New York about, uh, I want to say like a year ago. Girl, I will she's have her Danish on. She's Danish and oh. Kurdish. She grew Kurd up in Denmark. Is she Kurdish-Iranian? Uh, Kurdish-Turkish. Oh, Turkish-Kurdish. Turkey did some fuck shit. Yeah. She's a very interesting woman and she's also um, a, a, a scientist. Turkey's such a bully. And Turkey's even a bully to Kurds that aren't in Turkey. That's the bullshit. 
Yeah, and the Kurds are the largest uh, group of people without, without a, a nation. Without a nation, yeah, yeah, without an official nation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very interesting and beautiful culture. It's just so sad because it's so sad because also the Persians and all those cultures are like fascinating, beautiful, and they're so peaceful demonized. Yes, cultures. peaceful, very peaceful, very enlightened, yeah. very enlightened yeah, yeah, cultures, yeah. Yeah, very absolutely. enlightened people until yeah. Western interference in politics and nuances that they don't. So, for instance, like Afghanistan, uh, I just put this in a video today. I'm going to be making Operation Cyclone. Do you know the Operation Cyclone? You mean the American Operation Cyclone? Yeah, the one, the one in Afghanistan, the one that was Rambo three. Yeah, yeah, that was the whole reason the Taliban even exists. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Afghanistan was like a normal country. Yeah, no, normal it's like country. Fucking enlightenedly enlightened and diverse. And Afghanistan yeah. actually uh, is in the Vedas. Um, Kandahar in Afghanistan in the Vedas was Kandahar. But it's mentioned in the Vedas because those used to be Hindu kingdoms. Mm. It's very diverse mm -hmm. history, and in that region, particularly, they also have um, Sikh. So a lot of people associate Sikhism with Punjab. Mm -hmm. But actually, there's a huge like that. All of that area, it's a huge melting pot mm. that stretches very far and wide, and it's tragic. Like with the yeah, it's tragic. Of the Taliban. But at the same time, people have been vicious and bloodthirsty and war minded also since the beginning of time. You know what I mean? So it's part, it's part of humanity as well. I mean, yeah. not to say like, okay, so they, therefore we should just think it's fine. The problem is I think when, you know, these, these powers come in and, I mean, and need that to be that way so they can stay in power and I so mean, they can be the fucking superpower, you know? Yeah, I would argue that Europe implemented a lot of the division you see in Afghanistan, India, yeah, Russia. Iran. I would say, I would say, I would say, just on my summization, like I would say it was the West that really tore apart the enlightened and very, very, I want to say like progressive, like cultures of that area mm. were then crushed under the British, you know, the actually uh, Winston Churchill particularly like was, is noted to have written in his diary bragging about murdering Pashtuns and filling up their wells with sand so they couldn't drink water. Mm. Like he's noted as, as like yeah. these people had lives and infrastructure that the British were just like, yeah. Oh my God. That's I was what I'm like, saying. that's ah, what I'm saying. That, right? Now I'm you know how British. Now you know how the passions feel. No. <laughs> but like, yeah, but but also places like Haiti, for example. I just read something that I thought was so simple and so true and I'd never thought about it that way. Although I've like read a lot about Haiti, but Haiti is the poorest country in the Western hemisphere. But actually it's not a poor country because it has natural resources. Mm -hmm. it, it was just like sucked dry of everything, mm -hmm. you know, just like fucking pillage. Oh, Haiti's so you know? fucking misrepresented. You know, it's the first black Republic. Of course I know. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yeah. But, That's um, Haiti. We could talk about this uplifting shit for hours. Um, I have to go. You have to go. I All do. right. We have to end the, but uh, thank you so much for coming. <laughs> thank you for having me and happy birthday. Thank you. What the fuck? I know. I know. We need a birthday vlog. Uh, yeah. <laughs> have a birthday vlog. Uh, but I have been Chelsea Hart. This has been Lucy Pohl. And we have all been resensitizing. Have a good one. Goodbye.